boxed, ready for Saturday morning's Greyhound Racing Wrap. Across Victoria, RSN 927 is talking greyhounds. And g'day from JT, welcome to another edition of Talking Greyhounds as we lead into a big week of Greyhound Racing, three Group 1s and the major prize, the Group 1 RSN 927 Sandown Cup, the richest staying Greyhound race on the planet. Simone Fisher, howdy Simone. Good morning John, how are you this morning? Sounding better better than than last week. Better than last week. Uh, I was under the stick last week but we're slowly getting better and uh, I think I'm coming right time-wise because we saw some... Great racing on Thursday night. Um, I can't wait for the cup because we might have a champ uh, uh, looking at the clock. I think so, yes. Um, but as we know, a week's a long time in racing, so anything can happen from, from last Thursday to next Thursday. And I guess the number one factor now is how does Tornado Tears pull up after that run on Thursday night? Um, Rob Britton, he's, uh, he's just retired fan to bail. Uh, as the richest greyhound that's ever raced on the planet with, with stake money of one, 1.3 odd. Uh, and Tornado Tears has just popped up and is running time like you wouldn't believe. He's got Ripping Sam as well, who's bold trees like in my opinion. And so we're going to have this yin and yang next week. I think we are. And how fortunate is Rob? I won't say the word lucky. I think fortunate no. that you've, you've said goodbye to one greyhound and another one has pretty much taken its place. The harder <laughs> you work, the lucky you get. For some of us. Mm. But there is an element of luck, but, uh, gee whiz. Yeah. Yeah. Like I say, how fortunate that imagine if it was six months earlier that he had this greyhound racing against Fanta Bale. I mean, we mm. all, all would have been talking about that too, but, um, now we're talking about, the two litter mates, and um, it's a bit scary at only his second start, the time he ran and the fashion that he's doing it in. But um, when you think back to Miata, about I think it's about six years ago, she broke the track record in a heat of the Sandown Cup. Correct. Ran a time that just we we're all just sizzled. Astounded. She did, and the next week she just fell short. You just wonder how much it has taken out of a greyhound that um, has run that sort of time. Mm. Didn't have pressure from other runners, but still, when you're highballing like that, I mean, he's just going flat chat. Mm, so he's highballing out uh, in front, Tornado Tears, whilst Rip and Sam is trying to navigate through the field. So the scene will be set for a, a great uh, uh, race next Thursday. Who's on our show today, Simone? Well, Mick Floyd, Sandown's media manager, to talk about uh, what was what went down on Thursday night and also Terry Marie Morris after the retirement of Jezelenko. 100 starts and uh, bowing out a winner, which was great to see last weekend. What's been making news, Simone? Well, obviously the fabulous card of racing that we witnessed on Thursday night at Sandown. Um, RSN will be conducting the, well, you'll be conducting the box draw here later 10 o'clock, this morning. 10 live, o'clock. Live in our studios. Uh, Jason Bonington will look after that. So Mick Floyd, the stewards will begin, of course. Uh, George Ferrugia, Jason Adams and also Trent Langsgale from Tab. So it's all covered from 10 o'clock. Fantastic. Great news. Uh, like we mentioned, it wasn't the fairy tale ending that uh, Terry Marie Morris was hoping for when Jezelenko ran second at his 100th start at sale last Sunday. But uh, he is a local hero, hero and he's equaled uh, the Greyhound Rally with the most number of wins on the track there at sale. Bendigo have made it free entry from July the 1st for patrons, which will coincide with their cup heats. So good move there. Absolutely. Uh, Benalla Coursing Cup is on this weekend. The meeting has over $15,000 worth of stakes up for grabs, plus travel and starters fees, and the cup's worth $1,500 to the winner. 
Uphill Jill, as we know, will be taking a little break now after being injured and scratched from the Sapphire Crown Heat. So David Gill's looking ahead to the Nationals, and I suspect the same might be for Striker Light. She was a glaring mm. omission as well, wasn't she? Gee, they've had they've had a long yeah. campaign, haven't they, Simone? And I, I I think that you know obviously the, once they come into season and then the decision is made that that they become a uh, a brood bitch is made. That's that's that that's the, her, their racing career over. But yeah, look, I, I think that's a fair move because they have had a long campaign. But they gee, have. they've raced consistently. They have, and it looks like they're going out in sympathy with each other at the same time. <laughs> Maybe be, there's some collusion going on there'll there. Be, there'll be a few other trainers going, oh, gee, thanks for that. I think so, but like we've, we saw, there's a few young guns that are ready to take mm. their places as well. But um, we're looking forward to seeing her back on the track, Jewel, when she does. Registration renewals are coming up, so owners and trainers need to have their licences renewed and valid from June the 30th. There has been many, many occasions where a dog cannot be nominated, misses out because there's... One member in a 5, 10, 20 syndicate membership, that is not renewed. So mm. get on to it. I must Make check sure mine as well. Make sure you renew your licences. <laughs> it's like, like your uh, your driver's licence. Got to renew it. Yeah, but we can keep our photos on there from about 20 years ago. <laughs> no, no, you have to get a change now with Vic Rhodes. It's every time you change it. No, with the greyhounds you can keep. I think I've got mine on there from about oh, really? 20 years ago. No, well, you need, you <laughs> need to, wrinkles. you need, you need to update that, Simone. It has to be relevant to 2018. Oh, no, I think I prefer the, the younger version of myself. But anyway, uh, one of the great initiatives of GRV is to provide races for our veteran chasers. And we do have lots of veteran races on. And some of these greyhounds are still good enough to race in open company, which they do. They, they mm-hmm. might, if the trainer will find an appropriate race, but, Invictus Rapid on Wednesday night at Ballarat, he won in 25-31, which was best of the night in a well veterans done. race. So terrific um, result there. To the Gallows, I think he's must he must have hit about five years old now. Must to the Gallows, be. he's must still be. going around. Sure, the Greyhound's older than Jezelenko. Uh, much older, yes. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Um, there's been a few wayward hounds of late, John, and not on the racetrack. A couple of weekends ago, there was a, a picture posted on social media of a Greyhound tied to a tree in Wallen. The greyhound looked in reasonable condition, so of course yeah. you start thinking, you know, has someone just dumped this greyhound? And you know, there's always a yeah. a lot of people who can start helping, but there's a lot of people who jump to conclusions, conclusions yeah. and you know make it a lot worse and dramatic than what perhaps actually the story is about. Mm. Anyway, it was hard for authorities to trace the and gap to trace this greyhound to its microchip because the details weren't up to date. But anyway, there was a greyhound that was allegedly stolen from a property in Sebastopol near Ballarat. Mm-hmm. And it worked out that the greyhound that was from Ballarat or Sebastopol was a greyhound that was tied to the tree in Walland. So how this greyhound got there, got there I, I don't know that that story has actually come out, but um, the greyhound is now safe and well again. And another incident occurred at Ballarat on Wednesday night when a dog slipped its lead in a car park on race night. Um, it was found Thursday morning. It had to be scratched and thankfully everything was safe and well. But the power of social media, again, getting yeah. that message out to all the relevant authorities and people sharing, you know, what was happening. Keep an eye out for this dog. So she was found safe and well. So her name was Sassy Sultana. Mm-hmm. Maybe keep an eye out for her at her next start. <laughs> she might not want to go, uh, you know, I take the scenic route. She might be happy to get on the racetrack and do what she's supposed to do. Sassy Sultana's <laughs> yes. night out in a pretty chilly Ballarat, I'd say, during during winter time. But canines get away. They they, they just yeah. have this habit of um, you know you might just be on a uh, sort of uh, be a thought taken away for a moment and off they go, mm. whether that's a pug, a leer, or a greyhound.
We just don't want them to be a greyhound because they've got no road sense. No. Well, um, does any does any dog have road no, sense? No, probably not really no. when you come to think of it. And no. and yeah, greyhounds are just so um, you know they they can't really survive out in the cold and by themselves mm. and, and all that. Some some other breeds are a little bit more savvy, a bit more hardy. Um, but hardy, no, greyhounds but are very highly highly geared animals. They are. So all. It all ended well, which was um, great news in the end. A couple of uh, tall tales to be told. I'm tipping there, Simone. All right, you turn to Talking Greyhounds here on RSN 927. Let's hit the phones and have a chat to Sandown's Mickey Floyd. What's making news around the kennels? Good morning, Mick. Thanks for joining us on Talking Greyhounds again this morning. I know you've been under the pump. So much good racing going on and a huge night of racing at Sandown Thursday. You must be pretty pleased with the um, the three fi- fields of the finals that you've got. Oh, absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me, Simone. It was, uh, it was a fantastic night of racing. We uh, uh, were very happy when the nominations come out. The fields are very deep in all three series. And when you get good heat, you get a good final. That's certainly the case here. Let's have a quick look at, <clears throat> excuse me, the Harrison Dawson. Um, although we haven't got the box draws done yet, because you will have those done at 10 a.m. this morning here in the RSN studios, <clears throat> you must be pretty wrapped with the the dogs you've got in this final. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it kicked off in a pretty good fashion with not available winning the first heat. Uh, he's come a bit of a surprise, I guess. I, I Personally, I didn't think uh, he'd get around in that sort of time, and he's a little bit short for mine, but uh, he showed in the in the uh, speed start of the week prior in the consolation <clears> event that he's absolutely flying, and to put that time on the board, it held up as the best of the night, which is a little bit unusual. They don't tend to go uh, that quick that early, but uh, 29.25 kicked it off beautifully and followed it up with uh, with Myra Deemer, who's just going great guns at the moment. He's probably going as well as any dog in the country, and when you throw in an Australian Cup winner and the runner-up in the two later heats with uh, Hecton Bale and Hazen Slowly, it's a, it's a pretty hot final. It sure is. And I think Myra Deemer, he just seems like the real deal as a race dog, um, only going to get better and better. And then, of course, the Sapphire Crown. We had the omission of Uphill Jill and Strike a Light in the heats, but, gee, there's some up-and-comers here. And Dinah Patty, she was just another one that ran very quick time early in the night. Yeah, absolutely. It was a real shame when Uphill Jill had to be scratched. Uh, um, so to David Gill in the morning. He was, uh, he was pretty disappointed, but... Uh, um, she'll have a, a good break and then be back in time for the Nationals, all things being equal, but uh, that hasn't taken away from the quality in this final. Dinah Patty, as you said, she's a flying machine. She's really come of age the last few starts and uh, put the runs on the board of the Bill Collins last week, and that form's held up really well. In fact, about seven match winners from the match race series uh, have gone out in one heat on Thursday night, which just shows uh, how good a form reference that is. But uh, Dinah Patty, she's flying 29.34. And Wimburn Cutie was a real nice run as well. Uh, she actually came over from Tasmania for a crack at the Sandy Cup and uh, with the emergence of the other stayers just wasn't quite at that standard so they switched it back over the sprint distance and made a group one over the 500 so a good training effort there from the Greenos but uh, a few of the others have got through as well. Elevated just a flying machine uh, uh, came into the match race series last week just a little bit underdone but uh, showed that she's back on track on Thursday and Miss Splendor Miro she's a, a greyhound that's huge wraps from New South Wales they've got a very very big opinion of her of course she won the ladies bracelet up there fairly recently she had a trial after last a week prior and uh, uh, had a good look at the track and it paid dividends. I think she'll improve again off that run on Thursday night. So a really, really hot final there as well. Oh, it certainly is. And look forward to these box draws because, of course, that can change the dynamics of um, the times that were run on Thursday night or where the greyhounds may need to be drawn. But the Sandown Cup, it, it was all about the two litter brothers, Rip and Sam and Tornado Tears. But, uh, gee, 
even those dogs aside, you've, you've got a terrific final. Uh, Dinah Chancer, I mean, he was just super impressive. His first start over the 700, bit of an unknown quantity there, and he just stepped up and uh, 41.67, his first time around there over the 700, was nothing short of in, in, very impressive. Oh, absolutely. And that was always, always a question when uh, when you get a dog going over the distance the first time. You just don't know how they'll go over the last little bit. But uh, he found the line really, really well. I'm sure Connections are very, very pleased with his run. As you said, 41.67, usually we're, uh, we're shouting that from the rooftop. Yes. But uh, <laughs> they were topped by a pretty good one in an earlier heat. But um, look, this Santa Cup series is... Um, it's really become an interesting affair. About six weeks ago, or when Santa Bar retired, we're, we're a little bit concerned, to be honest, about how good the series would be. But uh, these days have come through really strongly in the last little bit. And uh, it bodes really well for staying races into the second half of the year as well, because most of these dogs are still improving. They're still finding their feet over the distance. And I think we're going to see some really, really nice staying series, uh, certainly over the next six months. Uh, hopefully, because the Nationals are not far away. They're only a few months away, and I guess people will be planning towards those amongst the other races in between. But Robert Britton, I mean, he's just absolutely on fire at the moment. And we were talking earlier, Mick, that, you know, you wouldn't expect to have a greyhound to replace Fanta Bale so soon um, in Tornado Tears or Rip and Sam, either of those two. And he's just riding the crest of a a wave. He's got the half the field engaged in the final, including his sister's greyhound, Quick Jagger, um, that he's been taking care of here and he was another impressive run I thought I mean he like we mentioned last week he dropped back to that 515 in the speed star and did very very well and now he's back up to 700 so he's he's a greyhound that's very versatile also absolutely I think that's him in a nutshell we saw him when he won the sale cup uh, on boxing day last year he switched back to the shootout uh, less than a week later and uh, he, he was with a lip of winning that over the 500 against Aston DB, who we know is one of the best sprinters in the country. So, very, very versatile greyhound. And I think what was really pleasing for him last, uh, on Thursday night was that uh, he didn't have it all his own way. He had to work pretty hard there in a pretty good field, and uh, he prevailed. The 42.10 time, I don't think we should read too much into that. I think with a clearer run, he'll certainly run faster than that. But uh, Robbie Britton is absolutely flying at the moment. Yes. You mentioned those dogs have got through. Benali's one that I know he's got a big opinion of as well. He's had his first go over the 700 and went very well and a few of the dogs there that he, he uh, first I thought uh, I thought his brother whose name escapes me Bacali he, I thought he was uh, uh, a real good chance to get through as well but found a bit of trouble in that race this uh, quick jagger and I know he's got a big opinion of Bolt like Beckham as well so he had seven runners in the Sandian Cup heats and uh, um yeah, yeah, I think he's, uh, he should be very bullish about his chances in, in any staying feature coming up. Oh, you would think so. Now, just talking about Tornado Tears, John and I mentioned earlier, when you looked at Miata about six or seven years ago, she flew in the heat, broke a, a record there over the 700 and was just that little bit flat perhaps, um, gave it all in the heat, just couldn't get there in the final to win. So Robert Britton did speak to you after the event and, and mentioned that, you know, it's it's hard for this greyhound and hard to gauge how he's going to recover after you know a very hard 700 run although not pressure from other runners but just the fact that he's got out there and run that sort of time so I guess that's a bit of an unknown too how the greyhound pulls up and backs up Oh, it certainly is. Uh, that was only his second start over the 700. His first 700, he went within a half length of the track record, and uh, it was a phenomenal performance, obviously, but it did take him a little while to recover. And uh, as you know, sometimes the, the dogs do take a, a few starts over the trip to really get their legs under them and, and to get that tank. But um, 
and that's, so that's uh, being the case, that is a bit of a concern uh, from the kennel. They they really want to see him drawn inside, especially with that much pace. He, um, Rob's just a little concerned that if he gets bottled up and he, he does hit a um, funny little bit of trouble, how he respond to, uh, against some of these season stayers. But um, you know, he's a flying machine, Tornado Tears. Everything he's done so far uh, suggests that he's, he's going to be able to back it up. He um, you know, saw him after the race and he had a good drink, but he was in pretty good shape. And, uh, you know, just on times alone, he, he could almost afford to find uh, or, or be off a couple of lengths and still be a real contender in this series. You know, Ripping Sam is a, um, well, coming into this series, he's regarded the best player in the country yes. and he's won a crew one race. And uh, Tornado Tears on Merit has beaten him nearly six lengths. So um, mm. you put it in that sort of perspective, I, I think uh, uh, Rob might be playing a little bit uh, conservative for the game there. I think Tornado Tears is going to go around a very short favourite and deservedly so. Yeah, looking forward to it, Mick. Two hundred and fifty thousand, no, one hundred and seventy-five thousand to the winner, I should say, of the Sandown Cup. A hundred thousand each to the other two, and um, can't wait for next Thursday night, and also the box draw, ten a.m. this morning. Yeah, make sure you tune in. It's, uh, it is going to be important. There's been a bit of view that sometimes the box draw isn't as important as staying races, but uh, in this case, it absolutely is. There's a lot of dogs and a lot of trainers, particularly, that will be sweating on the outcome. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, if you're in the area, make sure you get along to the Sand Air Cup. It's, uh, you don't see three Group 1s with this quality on the one night too often. So head along and be part of the fun. Thanks, Mick. A pleasure. Thank you. Doggy News. From start to finish, RSN 927 is talking greyhounds. Yeah, very busy man at the moment, Mick Floyd, and he'll be in studio from just after 10 o'clock with the all-important box draws for the three G1s here on RSN 927. Fast time, Simone, plenty of material again. Yes, I've got a few here, John. I've noticed that some of the times are a little bit, not slow, but um, there hasn't been... Like some weeks I've, you know, culling from about 20 fast times. Probably the weather hasn't been conducive for that. That's exactly what I was going to say. You took the words out of my mouth. So um, we can fly through these ones. Proven Legacy, a 390 win at Shepparton in 2195 for Vince Moletto. Percy's Empire, a 2319 at Horsham over the 410 for Darren Brown. Dagani, a 2445 win at Sale over the 440 for William McMahon. And that run of Tornado Tears at 4130 at Sandown. Over the 7.15 there for Rob Britton and also not available, the 29.24 over the 5.15 at Sandown. It's the expert pick, Simone's Run of the Week. What's with you made your Run of the Week, Simone? Oh, it was a very easy one, Tornado Tears in the Sandown Cup heat. Any any arguments there? No. <laughs> I think the clock says it all. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Greyhounds that begin with very good box manners have a habit of winning races. They sure do. Look, there was a lot of good runs this week, actually. There's a couple of runs that Greyhounds have come from way back in the field, just in a normal grade five, but... Mm. Yeah, you can't go past Tornado Tears, though. No, uh, we look forward to next week's uh, running of the RSN 927 Sandown Cup. You are tuned to Talking Greyhounds. Short break, and then we'll have a chat to the trainer of the mighty pup, Jezzelinko. Love your doggies? The Greyhound Leader, RSN 927. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. And away they go. Verdict out wide about third last out of boxes. Logic Lad began well. JKB kicks up on the inside and Jezalenko. Jezalenko clears the pack and noises away by three to KJB. Logic Lad runs to third. Two links back then came uh, at that stage Raven Lord with Cosmic Jewel. Uh, out of the race here. Can't find Verdict and well back is also Perry White and Cool Milo. But Jezalenko, four points. 
Jez Zelenko by five and a half legs, JKB. Tied for third, Cosmic Jewel, Lozic Lad. And joining me now is Terry Marie Morris. Uh, Terry, what does it feel like to listen to that again? Jez Zelenko's very, very first win. Look, it seems so long ago. I think it was about three years ago. <laughs> yes. Time's gone very fast. But, gee, he's achieved a lot, hasn't he? Oh, hasn't he? Yeah. It's um, just incredible to, to hear the, the old race again. It, um, yeah, it brings back a lot of lovely memories. So can you take us back to the start with this greyhound? Is a greyhound that you bred and reared and have owned. Uh, at what point did you start thinking, oh, gee, I might have a handy chaser here? Look, he, he broke in well. He was always keen and... I remember having him on the, the trial track and people saying, why isn't that dog racing? I mean, he, and I said, well, he's only a baby. He wasn't ready for it then. Um, so, yeah, we knew we had something special, but we didn't know how special he was going to turn out. Yeah, it's just like a Pandora's box. You just open it and a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. Yeah, he just kept improving each run and... Um, you know, he just... Every race he just tries his little, tried his little butt off and, um, yeah, we... Yeah, we were really lucky, I guess. Um, and he seems—he seems like he's been a fairly sound greyhound throughout his career as well. Well, no, he's actually the opposite. Right. <laughs> For the last three years, I, every week I went down to Des Bagans and had him checked after every run. He um, actually had his legs stuck in the boxes when the lids come up as a as a um, pre trainer, so that really put us back. And he's had to have, ongo- have ongoing maintenance every week, really, just making sure it was okay. Really? Oh, gee, you would never yeah. have known. You would never have known. Oh, look, Des Fagan, you know, he's our vet, and he said, oh, look, goodness knows what he could have been um, had he not have incurred that injury. It was, you know, it could have been career-ending. We were very lucky, really. Wow, so that's, everything else has been a bonus since then. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, he broke a toe in the first lot of Melbourne Cup heats he went in, and he came third. Um, so... You know, that's about the, the worst injury he's had, apart from the, the leg in the box. Right. Well, perhaps it's been a, almost a blessing in disguise. He's been checked over every week, and it's kept him um, in tip-top shape. Well, Mum and Dad said to me years ago, when you have a good dog, you must get them checked every week. Um, and, it, you know, so true. You really have to keep on top of any, any sort of little bit of soreness there. It, um, you know, just you have to do it. Well, Mum and Dad would be very pleased that you took their advice as well. Yeah, I'm glad I took their advice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's great, you know, visiting Des Bag and I'd get down there and he had such a good relationship with the dog. He'd walk in there and Des would give him part of his toasted sandwich or his cake that he was eating and <laughs> and then check the dog. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he sounds like, sounds like he's um, had, had the great life racing and uh, now in retirement. Has he given you any indication? It's only been a week or less than a week how he's going to handle retirement. Can we expect to come back? Oh, no, I don't think so. Um, you know, I've put him up every day, instead of going on the walking machine, he's looking at me, he's like, you, you're not doing it right. <laughs> um, and I'm putting him up the back in the yard and I'm giving him, you know, like he had sausages the other morning waiting for him and uh, wheat bix and honey and, yeah, he's not missing out in the food department. Um, but yeah, he's just looking at me like, no, this isn't the routine. What are you doing? Um, but he's been good. Like, he, he doesn't bark or anything. He's a great dog. He's a relaxed dog. So, so far, so good. Oh, that's good. What prompted the retirement, Terry? I know it was his 100th start. Are you a bit of a, a numbers person where it was just the right number? Look, no. I, I've been thinking about it. And at some stage, eventually, you have to bite the bullet and go, okay, you know, it's time. And I thought, well, 100, that, you know, not many 
dogs achieve 100 career starts. So, and especially with the success that he's had, and I just thought well, I didn't want to get him knocked around on the track. He he had nothing else to prove. So, I just thought no, it was just the right time. Oh, it, look, it most certainly was. I think it's always hard, isn't it, to pinpoint that correct time but you, you're going away with great memories it wasn't the fairy tale ending that everyone had probably hoped and wished for for you and the greyhound but um it was a a very gallant second that he ran well it was a fantastic run um he was in so much trouble and got pushed back to second last and in good old jesalinko style he said no blow this and just went around the field and he, he actually got galloped on coming around the home turn and, and still managed to get a second so i was i was so happy with his run yeah, it was outstanding. He was a Terralgan Cup winner last year. He's been, he was a reserve in, um, the 2017. I've, I've got my numbers here mixed up, but he was, made two Terralgan Cup campaigns, didn't he? He won one and he may have been a reserve for another. Um, um he's actually been in three. Three. That's where I've made my mistake. My, my apologies. Yeah, yeah three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was a bit unlucky in the, in the first Terralgan Cup. I think he came sixth. And then he won the, the next one and reserved this year, which was a shame because this year was probably a year when he was really ready to, to hit his peak um, for that race and unfortunately didn't get a start, but that's racing, isn't it? It sure is. Well, Terry, we've um, all loved him. He's got a, a terrific name and um, I'm sure he's going to have a, a terrific retirement with you at your property there. And thanks for joining us again on Talking Greyhounds. No worries. Thanks very much, mate. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. Terry Marie Morris talking about Jezalinko's career with us here on Talking Greyhounds. Dog to follow Simone? Well, Dagani, uh, he was in my fast times. They're a top run at sale after almost three months off in the best of the night. Um, and that was at 24.45 over the 4.40 there. Uh, the Greyhounds now had 15 starts for six wins, four placings and, or five placings, I should say. I think it's just a dog to keep an eye out on now that it's back on the track because that was a pretty impressive after, it was after about five months off. Mm, so, okay. Dagani? Dagani is the dog to follow. Okay, best bet. Race one, number three, Zipping Monty tonight at the Meadows. It's a good beginner over the 600 metres and very consistent. Comes off a second at sale last start and has run at 34.43 over this trip. Get it early, race one, number three at the Meadows tonight. Simone, what's coming up this week? Well, the Benalla Coursing Cup is on tomorrow, yes. like we mentioned, and also the final of the three group ones at Sandown next Thursday. It'll be a ripper night. I'm heading out there next Thursday night at Sandown. will be an absolute beaut. In the meantime, Simone, you have a good weekend. You too, John. And you keep those tails wagging, everyone. A short break coming up here on RSN 927. The other side of this, we'll talk trots. Some big racing coming up tonight at Tapcourt Park, Melton. Last leg of the Triple Crown for the Mayors. Can Berisari do it? We'll be uploading the best of today's Talking Greyhounds to rsn.net.au.